0: Hey there, welcome to the Snakebird Podcast. My name's Josh. And I'm Steve. Together we invite you to join us as we explore the mysteries of Scripture, the realm of God, and freedom through Christ. So spread out those wings, and slither in place, because this is is Snakebird. Hey, welcome Snakebirds to a new episode of the podcast. Today we're focusing on a topic that may not get the attention that other Bible verses do, but is no less important, especially in the day and age we're living in.
1: That's right, Snakebirds. We hope you're doing fine this fantastic day, and thank you once again for joining us in yet another topic that digs deep into our everyday outlooks, practices that shape our sanctification in this life. The topic today will be a discussion of how we might balance the mind of Christ, I guess you could say, with our own tendencies in who we are really living for. The title of the episode being Dying to Self in a Me-Centric World. What exactly does that mean? How do we approach such an idea? We're going to be addressing all of this and more as we dive in, aren't we, Josh?
0: Yes. Yeah, and now you made me wonder what my sanctification shape looks like. (laughs) Is it a (laughs) pair? Is it a triangle? (laughs) Once again, here I go, right off the rails. But no, this is a very important topic because, like we said, in this day and age, and it isn't anything new. It's been like this as far as uh, Solomon says, there's nothing new under the sun. Unfortunately, when it's about... About the world and it's about the flesh. It's always about what do I want, what's best for me, and that is very counterintuitive to what Jesus teaches.
1: Yeah, and it's it's funny you mention nothing new under the sun because uh, one of the things I noted was none of us are without our flaws, and we have always had a very me-centric trend throughout history. Mm -hmm. It's always been that way. Uh, but one of the things that made me want to do this episode was noticing the world around me these days. In my short thirty-six years that I've been on this earth, I've noticed an exponential pull. It seems to me toward an obsession with pleasing and edifying self mm. at all costs. Yeah, we see, um, you know, the obsession of uh, ever since we got introduced to Photoshop and then it goes to Instagram, yeah. and it's just there seems to be a real obsession with self these days. And I think of Paul's words in First Corinthians fifteen thirty three that says, "Bad company corrupts good character," and for Christians, the world and its habits can be a persistent influence that can eventually rub off on us. Where, if we're not guarding against it, you know, that can be something that becomes a part of our lives. Mm-hmm. I think it's why we have so many false teachers these days who mingle worldly wisdom with godly wisdom. And a huge part of dying to self, us becoming less as he becomes more, is putting to death that carnal thinking as we're given the mind of Christ. So we see in Philippians. So one of the things I wanted to jump into... Uh, at the first here is is how we look at the word self and clarify what we mean by dying to it. Okay. But um, Josh, before we jump into that, is there anything you want to add or, or bring at the beginning here?
0: Well, when you said me centric world, one of the first things I went to is Second Timothy chapter three verses one through four where it says, But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves. Oh, no. That sounds pretty counter <laughs> to <laughs> dying to self, right? Uh, lovers of money. Oh, good.
1: No, I was just going to say that. That was like the perfect scripture for this episode. Oh.
0: <laughs> 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 lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. And, you know, yeah, like you said, this is definitely the verse for this because in the yeah. last days, terrible times will come it's where so men prophetic. will be the lovers of themselves.
1: It's prophetic. And and it's like we just said, it, it's always kind of been that way. But I, mm-hmm. I just think of... My great grandparents and my grandparents, and how if we were caught, um, especially in my parents' generation, not saying yes, sir, and yes, Mm ma'am, and how that nowadays that's a that's That's out the window. window. You know, not everywhere, but it it just seems like it it is getting worse. So that makes that scripture, I think, even more prophetic.
0: Mm -hmm. And and there are a lot that say as we progress towards the end times, that things are going to ramp up and uh, become so much more blatant. And you wonder if this is a uh, side effect of that,
1: yeah, no doubt. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so the self
1: topic—it's very popular. It's it comes with a, a sea of voices that that pull us in a lot of different directions. We have, if you think about it, self help books describing how we can channel our inner self to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. Lots of new age trends that tell us to visualize what we want for ourselves and to pursue certain avenues of positive thinking to obtain our, our best life now I, every time I say that we all know who we're talking about <laughs> so I didn't plan that but we as humans naturally we want to feed those inner desires for acceptance joy fulfillment and pleasure and there there might even be some listeners out there thinking right now all right there goes the Christians again saying you have to be miserable to be righteous and I get that these topics can sound that way and no doubt there are Christians out there that portray that attitude But it's not the truth of the matter. Mm -hmm. We as Christians, we actually have the greatest joy. But worldly satisfaction is not the same as godly satisfaction. And if God's truth starts to get mingled with the world's truth, then we get a hybrid gospel, I guess I would call it, a merging of man's wisdom with God's. So let me read a couple of quotes here by some profession Christian teachers where I think there might potentially be some red flags uh, the first quote being the primary red flag by far. This author says, The phrase die to self may be popular Christian jargon, but it does not appear in the Bible. The closest thing we find is where Paul writes, Our old self was crucified, Romans 6.6. 6. Note that was crucified is the past tense, expressing the idea that a death has already taken place. Therefore, do we believers need to die to self if our old self has already died? The answer is a resounding No. For believers, self is not a dirty word. We don't need to deny ourselves or get rid of ourselves. We are the new self, and we are intimately joined to Jesus Christ forever. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not done with that okay. one, but I'm going to go ahead and read the next one. Okay, well. Uh. <laughs> I know, I know. Believe me, I'm going to get to it. Skeezy. And here's the next one. I have known a lot of people in the church who sneer at the idea of positive thinking, as though it were somehow a betrayal of the gospel. It seems to be one of those things that some Christians love to bash along with psychology, secular music, and evolution. Okay, so let's let's get into these, these quotes real quick. The main point I'm trying to make here is not one of negativity. The point is that we as Christians cannot hybridize God's truth with our truth, man's self with God's self.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Isaiah 55, 8 tells us, God's thoughts are not our thoughts, and his ways are not our ways. And not too long ago, we even did an episode about being born in sin. The truth about Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things. And Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. The renewing of our mind is not accomplished through positive thinking or the law of attraction or any of that stuff. And I'm not bashing all secular things either. In fact, we our last episode, we talked about the science behind thankfulness and how mm-hmm. that can be of great benefit. And so I'm not dissing on, on positive thinking or any of that stuff. But James chapter 4 draws some very clear lines in the sand where we must distinguish between secular thinking and godly thinking, man's self and God's self, because God is a jealous God who desires the spirit he has placed within us. So I know that was kind of a long preface into our topic here, but understanding the foundation of such a statement as dying to self, it's pretty important. Being that there are so many worldly ideas these days of what that means and who ourselves are. Yeah. And so we there's just got to be some distinguishing of why we think a certain way and not another. Well,
0: and for me, right off the bat, when you were saying red flag, this person needs to get back into their Bible because yes. there are so many verses more than what they quoted <laughs> that talk about dying to ourselves.
1: Y- yeah. I was actually going to say <laughs> it's extremely biblical, contrary to what they said. Yes, I actually have nine scriptures in front of me here that blatantly say that. Nine and, times, na, yeah, nine. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. sorry, this is Ferris Bueller,
0: you've been absent nine times. <laughs> that's great. No,
1: but it, and I only had nine here because that's where I chose to stop. I was like, I've got more stuff to study. You yeah, know, there's yeah. so much. There's so much that that talks about this. But, you know, the simplest scripture that I found to describe what we're talking about here is John 3.30, which reads, he must increase, but I must decrease. And I think that's the perfect description of what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. The old self, which, you know, Roman 7 clearly states is still hanging around, is being put to death day by day through our sanctification as we are little by little being transformed into that image of Christ that 2 Corinthians 3.18 talks about. Yes. So... um, would dying to self be biblical? Absolutely. And it's something that, that has to happen as we grow in Christ. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I know that was a lot to kick us off, but I just thought it was so important to, you know, compare apples to apples here and, and lay out some distinguishments that need to be made. And I don't even know if that's a word, distinguishments. I like it. Distinguish between uh, the, the types of thinking on this topic.
0: Well, and I think it's important because you are correct. And that's what I said at the beginning with my silly intro is that we're focusing on something that might not get as much attention as other Bible verses do, where it's like, well, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, you know? Right. People right. want to quote that. But Jesus said, yeah. uh, if anyone won't deny himself and take up his cross, then yeah. he's not worried of following me.
1: Exactly.
0: You know? <laughs> <I> mean, <it's, laughs> that's pretty clear. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my gosh, do you want to save your life? You got to lose it
1: exactly. It's Yeah, the Bible has so many
0: mm-hmm. G, out of Jesus's very mouth. You know?
1: Yes, I know there's some people out there who's like, "Well, I just I'll just listen to the parts Jesus spoke." Oh, well, God. he speaks.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody uh, was teaching the other day, and he's like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little test. See if you can figure out who said this in the Bible." And he's like. Okay, some of you that have heard it know it's Jesus. But it was one of those things where it's like, oh, that sounded really harsh. And Mm -hmm. this is one of those scriptures where I think people might be like, what are you you talking about, man? Like, I don't get it. But yet Jesus said some very controversial things because he knew uh, what he was saying. And, And even John the Baptist, you know, bringing that theology, that just doesn't gel with some people these days because they're like, I want to meet God on my own terms. That's why it's a
1: me-centric world,
0: isn't it? It is. Yeah. <laughs> Way to bring it back.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, you know, as I dwelled on this on this past week, th- this topic, what we we're going to talk about, I really felt God moving me into a particular direction where I found three ways that we can die to self. And I really found these to be pretty powerful avenues that we can all look into our lives and pinpoint and calibrate where we are in this idea of dying to self. And I believe that if any of these three points are lacking or unbalanced, it can be a very big sign that we're either on the verge of drifting off the path God wants us on and the thinking God wants us to have, or we're already off course. In some cases, way off course. Yeah. And, I, and I don't say that to, to bring anyone down because I have found myself in these situations. So Josh, do you want me to go ahead and dive in, into these? Is there anything you want to bring
0: before that? No, die and dive (laughs) into die, (laughs) dive (laughs) (laughs) into. All right, so uh,
1: I'll give a. uh, You know, I was gonna give you all three at once, but let's let it be a surprise. The first point of interest would be dying to self publicly. So right after the new converts in Acts two thirty seven are cut to the heart by believing, Peter has them make the public statement of baptism. And this is like the perfect way to describe the first domino in dying to self publicly, because Mm. baptism literally symbolizes the old person dying beneath the water. And as you rise out of the water, it symbolizes the start of the new creation, the new life. A very public, very powerful moment for a believer. But the real application for openly dying to self, it's not really connected to baptism at all. Baptism is just a symbology, typically a one-time event. And it means absolutely nothing if that's your only moment of publicly dying to self. Mm. If you just have this kind of – you were moved emotionally and you, you, you did this thing in front of people. That, that's, a good, that's a good start. Yes. Um, obviously, and it's something we're commanded to do. But it means nothing if you don't progress from this point. If there's no follow-through. Yes, exactly. Um, the root of dying to self publicly can be found by asking, I would say, those you work with friends that you hang out with, people you associate with outside the church. If someone were to ask these people who you were with no hint of why the question was being asked, what would they say? How would people describe your identity and what you stand for? Obviously, every one of us have passions, interests that, that people know we have, whether it be an avid sports fan or a passion for fitness, um, certain hobby or career that we're invested in. But the question is, what do people we spend the most time with recognize us as? Because Jesus tells us that we are supposed to be the light of the world. And that light, which represents Christ in us, is supposed to be an unmistakable characteristic that the world, covered in darkness, looks at and says, that's different. Mm. There's something different about how that person is shining. And this would be an evidence of dying to self publicly, it's also much different, I would say, than placing ourselves in the spotlight as something we want people to imagine us as, because mm-hmm. we've talked about that before. That would be uh, behavior modification, which comes up in a, in a lot of areas. That's a red flag, but this type of dying to self publicly, it's centered on others, not ourselves. Yes, and this can this can manifest in so many different ways. It can manifest in caring for those who can't care for themselves, like homeless shelters providing for widows and children who have no family to care for them or who have abandoned them. It can be a kind word to a stranger or going the extra mile and reaching out to someone from time to time. It could even be as simple as sincerely paying attention to someone talking to you even when you're not interested in what they're talking about not because you're faking it, but because it's important to them and they're important to you. And the reason that they're important to you is because they're important to God. So dying to self publicly is the act of setting aside what we want, what makes us comfortable for what builds others up. It's others-centered. Mm-hmm. Not for their ego or our standing in their eyes, but because that's the example Christ gave us. And that's what we do as a response to what he has done for us. Philippians 2.4 says, Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Galatians 6.2 says, bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of christ so that was a a big one that i had to ponder as i even reflected on my own life is is this dying to self publicly Mm -hmm. how do people do people know who i am because of how i'm dying to self
0: yeah no that's that's a really powerful one and um I kind of got there in a roundabout way because I brought, like, something that I call the other's principle, which is basically saying yes to God and others more often than we say yes to ourselves. And yeah. and it's also found in the one another's throughout Scripture. Love one another, serve one another, uh, put one another first, sacrifice for one another. Um, in every area of Jesus's ministry, it was always about the other person, not about himself. That's a good point, and, yeah. And that was publicly yeah no doubt that's the example he gave us exactly yeah yeah and we can just follow that right and already we're going to be dying to self more than uh, what the person you quoted was
1: (laughs) right (laughs) sorry that's like
0: it's sticking in my teeth like like. I know when I read it uh, same thing (laughs) I need a spiritual toothpick to get that that red red flag (laughs) I've never heard that one that's great (laughs) it's sticking in my craw I'm going to put
1: that in the quiver that's good Okay, so um, we ready to jump into the next, Let's the next do it. Dying You're to Self? keeping us
0: in suspense.
1: <laughs> okay. The next one that I thought of was Dying to Self Internally. So the public aspect of Dying to Self was centered on others. We, we shine the light of Christ in tangible ways where other people naturally recognize us as different because of how we put others before ourselves. But Dying to Self Internally is something that people, they're not going to see. Now, this portion, I'm going to give a disclaimer. It's going to sound very works-based, but it's a crucial thing to understand. Mm -hmm. We're doing a series right now at church called If Then, and we're talking about how God sometimes works in some not-so-mysterious ways. A lot of times we can shift the blame or reason for our struggle on God's mysterious ways, and that becomes kind of our crutch for avoiding parts of our old self that need to die off. Um, and, and that that was me kind of as I've been listening to the sermon, tying it into to how I'm receiving it. But it's been a really great series because there's a lot of wisdom in Scripture where we can see God telling us, if you do this, then that will happen. And if you do that, then this will happen. Mm-hmm. So I want to look at a few areas where we should be dying to self by our own hand, not just chalking it up to, well, God made me the way he made me. Um, God also expects us to make moves on our own. It's actually a sign of growth when we do. So let's look at this idea of dying to self internally starting with two scriptures, Luke 9:23 and then uh, we we'll read Romans 8:12. but here's Luke 9:23 through24. And he was saying to them all, if anyone wishes... which Josh, I think you, you read a, a parallel verse to this anyways earlier, but yeah, I, yeah. I'm going to read it
0: again. Mine was from Ma- Matthew. Matthew. The, it was before Luke, so it was more... <laughs> no,
1: <I'm> just, <laughs> we're going to get it from old Doc here. So.
0: If anyone wishes to come after me,
1: he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake, he is the one who will save it. And then Romans 8, 12, and 13... So then, brethren, we are under obligation, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the Spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So the idea here is one of initiative. Jesus paid the price that covers our debt of sin, past, present, and future. However, if we're not making an effort to truly put to death our natural and sinful practices then something has gone wrong. As already mentioned, Paul is clear in Romans 7. We have that old nature hanging around inside of us. It's always pulling, always tempting, always crouching at the door, ready for us to let our guard down. And sometimes we give into those. That will always be a struggle until we're glorified at graduation day.
0: Hmm.
1: But if we refuse to deal with lingering sin that hides beneath the surface— then it will grow within us. It'll drag us off and it gives birth to death. That's what James 1.14 tells us. And let me read a quote here from John Piper that, man, it hits the nail on the head for me on how we should die to self internally Hmm. with this lingering sin. There are two kinds of confession and there are two kinds of sin. So test yourself now as to what you are doing. First, there is confession that at one level is expressing guilt and sorrow for sinning. But underneath, there's the quiet assumption this sin is going to happen again, probably before the week's up. I'm going to look at nudity in a movie or at some website again, or worse. I'm going to overdo it with alcohol again, probably this weekend. I'm going to laugh at those demeaning jokes at work again, tomorrow. I'm going to avoid confronting my colleague's dishonesty again. I'm going to respond in a belittling way to my wife when she looks at me that way again, probably two days from now. In other words, this kind of confession is very superficial. It's a cloak for fatalism about your besetting sins. You feel bad about them, but you've surrendered to their inevitability. That's one kind of confession. The other kind of confession is that you express guilt and sorrow for sinning, just like with the first kind, but your hatred of the sin is so real that you have every intention as you confess of making war on that sin. Mm. Tonight, this weekend, you aim by the power of the Holy Spirit to defeat it. You're going to seek out whatever ways are going to help you put this sin to death. You're going to rob it of its power. That's the plan. No hypocrisy. And then, Piper, he goes on to describe the two types of sin, the first being spontaneous sin that comes upon us and the other one being premeditated and how they kind of relate to those types of confession. Sure. And it was such a powerful quote that I believe to be 100% true. And the key question for us is, are we taking our walk that serious? Hmm. Because we should be. We should be making war with our old self, putting it to death with intentions and, and tactics to get rid of it. And then let me just end this portion of Dying to Self Internally with one more quote. this fantastic by Levi Lusco. You can't win a conflict you don't admit you're in. Declaring war separates you from the problems that you can so easily mistake for permanent parts of your identity and distances you from your thoughts, your fears, and your anxieties. You are not your dysfunctional behavior. You are not your overeating, your obsessive TV watching, or your judgmental critical comments you wish you didn't keep coming out of your mouth. You are not your mistakes or your transgressions or what you see in your dark and twisted dreams. Choosing to oppose those things is to make it clear that they are not on your side. This is the only way to get out of your rut and move past them. When you choose to declare war, you are refusing to go gently into the night or to be taken without a fight. You are declaring war on the version of yourself that you don't want to be, mm-hmm. and I just thought that was a fantastic quote to follow up on Piper's wisdom. I think together they really sum up that idea of dying to self internally, yes. making these internal decisions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that that's all I have on that josh for that part and then i've got dying to self spiritually next is there anything you want to add
0: yeah just thinking about what you said i mean there is that internal conflict where um what people see on the outside is so obvious where you know you can be like oh that's such a good person or they're they're the most spiritual person i've ever met but really god sees the heart and if we're not choosing to die to ourselves and choosing to win those battles, then we are um, on that precipice, like you said. And and there is some danger. There is a red flag that we need to acknowledge, especially in the war with sin. And that can be a difficult thing of setting up those um, those, I guess— agents who stop you know we're you're not going to go down that road again or you're not going to revisit those things like you said premeditated sin and, yeah um i did i love the harmony of both of those passages that you brought from piper and uh from levi lesko because i think they they speak into one another
1: yeah i really thought so too and that, that's a good point um recognizing triggers is what I call them. Yeah. I probably stole that from someone, but I've always, it's always ranked true in my life. There's triggers in my life that, that I I know when I'm getting to the edge of going down a road like that, Mm -hmm. there's things I can start to recognize to start pulling back. Yeah. It's just a, it's a thing to look at if you're taking your walk seriously.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've seen it more in my life Um, recently when I'm like overclocked stress wise, I'm like, okay, I need this now. And, and I start to feel an entitlement to sin. And it's very scary because um, we're reading something about Samson and how he was like, Oh, I, I, I deserve this. Yeah. And, uh, and in that he was constantly falling into sin because he had the wrong view of how he was to approach things. And, right. and uh, lust says, I want it. Entitlement says I deserve it. You know, there's, there's just so many ways that we have to be, um, I- internally, uh, dying to ourselves because otherwise we are going to try to meet those needs every time.
1: That's that's really some great points, and we do that, don't we? Mm-hmm. Almost an entitlement towards, you know, I've been going through so much. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to mention their name, but there, there's a very famous person that's no longer with us anymore that some things have been uncovered about their previous life as they were uh, a minister or a, a preacher. And one of the things I heard in an interview was uh, he was very sexually... Um, Promiscuous behind mm-hmm. the scenes, and yeah. one of the people that was a victim of this said he he had told her that this was God's gift to him. Oh my goodness! And that's what it had become in his mind, almost like I, I my life is so dedicated to preaching. This is my one thing. You know, like you said, an entitlement to sin. Yes. And so that, man, it just, it goes to show how far down that path it can be taken. Yeah. And, and how important it is to, to nip it at the root before it starts to grow. Yeah. I was thinking about that individually the other day. Man. Yeah. Good points. So, um, the, the next way of dying to self that I thought of what was dying to self spiritually. And, and I, no, I say it that I thought of, I, I found these in scripture. <laughs> it's, not, it's not, not Steve. This here. is my concepts. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible corroborated my view. All right, so it's dying to self spiritually. The other day I said, well, who came up with that first? <laughs> in what situation? Oh, let's see. Um, Sorry, I put you on the spot. Oh, no. I'm curious
0: now. There was a, there was like a scripture verse and then there was a song and they're like, oh, I've sung that in a song before. And I'm like, I wonder, was it the song that inspired the verse? <laughs> just I just I love
1: your rhetorical question.
0: I wonder. Just being a nerd. Just being a total nerd, like <laughs> trying to make some laugh. That's hilarious.
1: All right. So the third point, it might seem at first similar to dying to self internally, but it's very different. The first one was dying to self publicly, which is visible to others. The second was internal um, in the sense of making conscious decisions to kill those natural carnal tendencies. And both of those things we can control if you think about it. It's dying to self by choice in both cases. And if we're not careful, both of those, they can fall into a personal creed of behavior, uh, behavior modification, which we mentioned earlier, it can lead to legalism. So you have to be really careful on those first two. But this third one, it's a filter that will catch any impurity or wrong motives that might be drifting around in those first two. So, Psalm one thirty nine twenty three and 24, David says this, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So dying to self spiritually would be like David's request here to God, for God to search these areas in our life, things that are seen or unseen, and fine-tune those in a way that he can grow us spiritually. Dying to self spiritually is not something we control. It's something God does in us. And anyone can do spiritual acts before others, they can make mental changes with positive thinking, but only God can mold our vessel into the perfect image of Christ. And if you ever heard that phrase, come as you are, that phrase is referring to this moment of coming to God for that salvation and forgiveness that only he can give. And I do realize that this this can sound, the way the direction we're headed here, contradictory at first, because we just talked about these other two avenues of dying to self, where someone would say, wait a minute, Minute, Steve, this is works based where you have to fix yourself before letting God do His work. So I want to make it really clear that that's not what I'm saying here. Um, we can come to God in any messed up condition that we are in as long as we are sincere in our confession of belief and repentance. Mm-hmm. But we have to remember after this point, there are tears of understanding. We will often have to revisit, recalibrate those first two areas of dying to self so that we aren't grieving the Holy Spirit, Ephesians 4.30, so that we don't drift from solid truth, Hebrews two one, so that our heart is prepared for the next level of holy elevation that God has planned for us, First Peter 5.6. That's what picking up our cross daily is all about. We, Josh, you mentioned that in, in your—I think yours was Matthew, mine was mm-hmm. Luke. Yes. But that's what picking up our cross daily is all about. It's our natural response to what God has done for us. It's a work of His, not ours. So technically, with this third one, I can't give any how-to instructions on how to die to self spiritually. It's not accomplished by us. All we can do is come as we are, doing the best we can with the gifts God has given us, and we got to trust Him with the with the rest. Yeah. So the the first two, it was kind of a tricky setup because this third one, it's just the filter for the rest. You know, I, I think of of Jesus' words: "Seek first His kingdom, and all these things will come into place." It, it's it's a, a, a system where it's always in. Um, we, we've said many times, Josh, it's it's the whole idea of snake bird. It's the balance, and it's the approach to God of understanding that it is his work. But at the same time, we have responsibilities too, mm-hmm. and we have to take initiative in our walk. And to to balance all those things is very crucial, I think, in, in understanding from a bird's eye view how to die to self as a whole.
0: Yeah, well, that just makes me think of Romans 12.1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. That's right. Anybody that understands what a living sacrifice means, it means death. <laughs> it, yeah. it means constantly death. <laughs> doing it and constantly <laughs> regarding yourself as a dead person yeah. and that's not easy to do because you're like okay um you know how do i die daily but yet that's what we're called to do uh Romans 6 says likewise you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin but alive to god in christ jesus our lord and i think of what you're saying is um the way that we're gonna grow is not to say i died to myself Once, yeah, you know, it's I died to myself in a new area today. I died to myself in growth today as I um, understand more of who God is. Yeah, exactly. And, man, there's a lot of hope in that Mm -hmm. because
1: every day, I mean, his mercies are new every morning. We know that. But but to approach each day with new areas, I I think I've heard you mention in the past that we're we're slowly getting – our old self kind of chipped away into an image. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing the heck out of what you usually say, but yeah, we're, we're slowly, that's being chipped away as, as a new image is brought forth in
0: us. Yes. Yeah. Um, somebody said that, for us, it's like God brought a marble slab, and He's carving out a masterpiece. And every day, as He's uh, chipping away at us, He's revealing more of His masterpiece. As He takes off a blemish or something that doesn't belong. That was the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's grossly mis- it's,
1: <laughs> it's, <laughs> The point got across. Yeah, but, no, it, it's so true. It's it's one of those things that we can, man, we can be grateful for those those. I I don't even like to call them little wins, but those little wins every day where we can look and say, Hey, I I died to self a little more today.
0: Well, and this, this might sound sacrilegious, but in some ways I almost think it would be easier to live in a country where it's like, okay, if you're going to live for Christ, we're going to kill you because then you would physically die for him. But in some ways it's harder to die to yourself daily than it would be to just die once physically.
1: Well, it sure eliminates a lot of lukewarm area. It, it would in yeah. those situations, yeah. no doubt, yeah.
0: because you know that that is one of the um, fears that people live in is that, hey, if you stop doing the work and constantly taking that spiritual inventory, like David said, search me, know me, try me, and see if there's anything that doesn't belong. If you stop doing that, then there is that opportunity for complacency, and there is that opportunity to start living a lukewarm. Warm life to where all of a sudden um, the me centric aspects of the world start to creep in, yeah and it becomes more about you than it becomes about Jesus or others
1: and I really do in these topics appreciate Romans seven that Paul laid out. I go to it so many times mm-hmm. because it, it's so impactful to me, yes, because you see this i mean he 's supposed to be he wrote so much of the new testament he 's supposed to be a super apostle. And uh-huh. you see this internal struggle that he just lays out. He's like, I hate this man that I'm acting yeah. like. And I do the thing yeah. that I do not want to do. and, blah, and he, But at the end of that, that struggle that you're like, yes, I relate. That's me. At the end of that, he was like, yeah, but. And then he closes it out with running to Christ. Oh, yeah. Because that's it. Yes. Because that's where we all are. We all have that internal struggle. Mm-hmm. But running to Christ is, is the way that we die to self daily. We have to constantly remember that and refocus, redirect. Yes. And so I, I just really appreciate that. And, the, and there's, there's so many. Scriptures that point to that. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord, you know. Yeah. I mean, if we didn't have that to say, then we are works based and we are trying to do it on our own and we are uh caught up in like I fall so short. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it drives us nuts. <laughs>
0: yes, it does. Yeah. But um, I wanted to point out that dying to self is never portrayed in the Bible as something optional in the Christian life. It is the reality of the new birth. No one comes to Christ unless they are willing to see their old life crucified with Christ and to begin to live anew in obedience to him. You know, I mean, that's what Galatians two nineteen through 20 is all about. Uh, for through the law, I died to the law so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body. I live by faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And I mean, all of that has to be seen through that filter of, um, my old self is gone. And now I have a new opportunity daily to live for Jesus. Yeah, that's a
1: fantastic thing to point out that it's not optional.
0: Yes. Because it's like one of those things like,
1: eh, I'm going to Jefferson that one. You know? <laughs> yeah. But it's, that's a great point. Yeah. This isn't optional.
0: Yeah. And I love the fact that some people point out um, that the cross may not have the effect. Uh, uh, in this day and age that it would to somebody in Roman times and Jesus times and it's like basically saying I take up my electric chair or my lethal injection or my guillotine daily because oh, well, it, hits it home a little closer yeah it had such a More um, visceral effect of like when we see crosses, we see ornate things on the walls. You know, we see things where it's like, oh, that's a nice necklace you have, or oh, that's beautiful. That's really true. When they saw a cross, which was a reused piece of wood, it had blood and guts and fecal matter and all kinds of stuff on it. It was gnarly and twisted and splintery. I mean, like even some of the churches have these really nice, like sanded wooden crosses and, you know, the, 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 the spikes that come out are very straight nails. That's not what Jesus would have experienced. You know, when he had to push himself up just to exhale, he probably was digging into his back with splinters. They they weren't nice to these pieces of wood as they constructed crosses out of them. In fact, so many people were crucified during one point um, when Rome was showing their might, that they couldn't find any trees in the area because they were all being used. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, just for me, it— I need that imagery to remind me, like there is death involved, and it's dying to self because we are trying to live in Christ.
1: Yeah, that's that's crucial to remember. Mm-hmm. To every now and then, just <laughs> I, I say every now and then, it, it's hard sometimes to look at stuff in its true light. Yeah, but, but understanding a lot of this, it, it redirects our focus, which needs to happen in my mm-hmm. life.
0: Um, often, very often. Yeah. It's, it's all spiritual inventory. It's taking, taking examination and reading Psalm 139 is a great way to start. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's not the most popular. It's not the most popular, but (laughs) man, does it need to be talked about in in our day and age? Yes. Yeah. We use that phrase a lot, our day and age, but it. Man, that's Correct. where
0: it's where we're at. Yeah. yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah, and really, honestly, do you want your best life now? Die to yourself, because what's to come really is better. As you, as you say that, you're like, do you want your best life now? I'm shaking my head, no. <laughs> and then you're like, all right, then die to yourself. It's like, yes, I do. <laughs> It was like a, it's like I was doing wait, a neck exercise. There's, there's, <laughs> Josh, you and your rhetorical questions.
1: <laughs> well, I was trying to say that I wanted my life to be a. Term. Yeah.
0: Can you imagine if you were like, here's the stunning follow up to living your best life now die. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. You're like, wait a minute. That doesn't have a vision board or like dream casting or anything. It That's just says not what I die. Was yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um. It's not the most
1: popular but uh it's really important to to be grounded in in the uh concept as it really is
0: yes yeah and i was just gonna say you know um the way that we can die to ourselves and not focus on ourselves is to fulfill the commandment to love one another and to seek to serve god or to seek to serve others and the way that we do that is um serving god is ministering to him through uh, daily devotions, through reading His Word, through spending time with Him. And then also uh, we can serve God by serving others. And so uh, it's really just being outside of of trying to always live for our pleasure. Yeah. It's uh, trying to see what the eternal is and not the temporal because the world screams at us the lust of the eyes the lust of the flesh and the pride of life always is going to war against us saying you want this do you deserve this you need this whereas with God it's always going to be what is this for uh, in the long term for the kingdom
1: Yeah, that reminds me a lot of 1 Peter 4, 1 through 2. It says, Therefore, since Christ has suffered in the flesh, arm yourself also with the same purpose, because he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, so as to live the rest of the time in the flesh no longer for the lusts of men, but for the will of God. Yeah. So that's... That's exactly what it says. Hey Amen. That's like
0: bring it home.
1: I know, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry.
1: But you know that it, it it makes me think back to when we did our All Saints Day episode. I think it was the, uh, I was going to say my St. Francis, because that was the <laughs> one that I did. Yeah. But uh, I think it was St. Francis that really took to heart the wanting to literally suffer in the flesh. Mm-hmm. For And I think, and obviously, you take from that what you will. But to have that mentality of, yes, I'm going to die to self. I'm all in. Mm-hmm. I'm in this for the long haul. And, and if it ends up in that. So be it. Yes. But yeah, that's it made me think about that. We need to have that mentality of, of we're all in.
0: Yeah. Can I read one other passage as well? Yeah. yeah. Uh, because of Jesus, uh, Philippians 2, and I won't read all of it, but it says in verse 1, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking for your own interests, but each of you to the interest of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made human, being. Being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Hmm. Jesus is the ultimate example of dying to self. Yeah. Where he should have been exalted. He deserved to be exalted. And yet he humbled himself and he chose that every single day that he walked this earth.
1: How much more should we, being that the self he was dying to was perfect and yeah. the self we're dying to is so not so flawed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So flawed. it's such a trade, it, isn't it? It is. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like I'm making a joke, but I'm like, it is so flawed. And yet, yeah, yeah Christ gave us that example and we should walk in it. Amen. Yeah.
1: Well, that's awesome. I, I hope that this touched you, listeners, in, in the same way it did me as I studied for it, because it was just a, a great study for me to to re, redo the inventory in my life and say, hey, am I still looking at these things the way I need to be looking at them? Yeah. And am I still practicing these things day to day that is getting rid of these, these old ways that I used mm. to be? I mean, why would I run back to that?
0: Yeah. Publicly, internally, spiritually. That was awesome what you brought, brother. Well,
1: I've just— I'm glad that God revealed it to me as he did. Not that it was a man that sounded like us. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just end this thing. (laughs) Well, I don't want to take the credit. Uh, I went
0: on the mountaintop and the revelation was there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, it was a great
0: study. It, it really benefited me. Yeah, yeah. And I hope it will benefit you as well. And if it does, we'd love to hear from you about it and love to hear any of your thoughts. So if you can, reach out and connect with us through Facebook. On our page, it's Snakebird. Or you can also send us an email at connect at com. That would be awesome. That's right, guys. Please reach out. Give us... Um, episode
1: ideas we have so many different formats we do like profiles and uh, random questions that might not warrant a full episode if you have a random question you've already always struggled with send that in to us we would love to dive into it not so that we can just plant a christianese answer to it but so that we can we can speak into it in a very um well, what's the word, Josh? A very real way. Mm-hmm. As people are asking... Direct. A direct, uh, direct way. And ask honest questions, give honest answers type of thing. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, please reach out to us. And um, like, like the, the good YouTubers say, like and subscribe. I almost didn't say that with a straight face. Share, like, and subscribe. I always have to do it in that voice because it's from
0: like the movie Eighth Grade, I think. Uh, Keep it Gucci. (laughs) You know what to do, guys. Thanks for being here. Let's close this out. (laughs) Always remember, Snakebirds. Whatever you do, wherever you go, no matter what life throws at you. There's never been a better time to die to self, following the example of
1: Jesus and be a snake bird
0: I wanted to point out that dying to self is never portrayed in the Bible as something optional in the Christmas in the Christmas life. <laughs> in the Christmas I was
1: going to say you sounded like the Grinch
0: I did sound like the Grinch (laughs) the the Grinch in the Christmas life I'm just going to say that whole sentence over Ash the Grinch Dying to shellfish never portrayed in the Bible as something optional for the Christian life. Okay, uh, Max, Max, we're going out. We're gonna go mess with them whoosh. <laughs> oh, I'll stop. I'll stop egging you on. Oh, I like that you did. You sounded great. It's let's hilarious. hear. Let's hear yours. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't do it on on call. Okay. Oh. No matter what life throws at you,
1: there's never been a better day to die to self. And no, Jesus.
0: I, I liked it. No, I was on. I was on, I was like, wait, we gotta say and something Three, about Jesus. Two,
1: one, and be, be a snake bird. Snake bird.